It's the Braincast, Braincast, the PopBrain.com Braincast, Braincast, listen to the show Because you're in for the PopBrain.com Braincast, Braincast, oh just don't get the spiritual side of it. Hello everyone, welcome to the Breakcast, the official podcast of thepopbreak.com. My name is Bill Bodkin, I am the editor-in-chief of the site, and for this hour to 17.5 hours of podcast time that I'm here with the illustrious Taylor Allen, we will... I lost my train of thought already, so this podcast is going awesome. So yes, we are here... I'm here with Taylor. This is actually part of a series that um, I, I started. I didn't tell Taylor we were doing this, but um, 2019 is the 10-year anniversary of thepopbreak.com. And I once a month, I would like to do, I'm going to be aiming to do these podcasts with friends of the site, uh, people we've worked with throughout the years. Taylor is someone we've worked with for a number of years. He's hosted a bunch of shows. Uh, one we were just talking about before we started the podcast, which was uh, a show we did in Convention Hall in Asbury Park, New Jersey. He's also hosted uh, our last two Christmas shows in front of the Christmas tree. And the reason I started with that random quote from Patrick Swayze from Point Break is because Taylor is the host of Calling the Shots podcast. He starts every podcast out with a quote. And I figured what better way to make Taylor feel at home than one, screw up my intro, and two, start it with a quote. And the reason we're talking to Taylor, besides him just being a wonderful human being, is that on Sunday, February 3rd, big game Sunday, because you can't say Super Bowl, the NFL will come and steal your child um, like a demon in the middle of the night. He and his podcast partner, Steve Arena, will be hosting the a Super Duper Bowl at the House of Independence on Cookman Avenue in Asbury Park, New Jersey. It's going to be during the game, and we're going to be talking all about that. It's going to be a music and comedy live podcast event it's gonna be super cool and pop break has is very honored uh to be one of the sponsors uh for the show and so that's why we're here today so taylor how you doing this evening <laughs> you sly son of a gun i forgot to ask you before this uh started i'm doing well by the way thanks bill for all of those uh, kind words, and I'm trying to unpack everything you just said. Oh, uh, I, I didn't even know. I just put it on the. I just put it in the trunk and drove away. I didn't even know I, what I put in the luggage. I'm trying to. Well, the the quote I, I felt right away. I felt that uh, heaviness that you were throwing my way. Um, so I appreciate that, and I uh, and yeah, um, we are psyched to have you guys at the show um, as far as uh, presence of uh, sponsorship. You maintained and ran our pop break um, uh, movie bracket this summer for summer blockbuster movies. Oh uh, yes, we did. So that's something yeah. that uh, Taylor, Steve, and I took part in. And I think we're gonna be uh, I want we'll talk about it in the future when in March because I did that in favorite you started that in march madness and i'm just like hey can i sponsor this um and we're gonna definitely be opening up hopefully doing that again taylor won i think by virtue of picking uh jurassic war the jurassic world sequel 
I think what it was was that um, Steve, my partner and, and cohort in uh, Calling the Shots, uh, he he heavily invested in Solo, I think. Um, Not the Mario Van Peebles movie, but correct. the Star Wars, the Han Solo movie. Because you, me, and him, you, yeah, that's not even proper English. We competed. You and I had all the same, except for, I think, uh, I thought Jurassic World was not going to do very well. And you're like, I'm all in on dinosaurs, baby. Listen, you got to be. Uh, when you live in my world, every day is a Jurassic World. And you got to really uh, you got to really invest in those dinos. And listen, I did you see Jurassic World? The second one, the new, the Fallen Kingdom or whatever it was? So the common theme amongst um, me being the editor-in-chief of a pop culture site and also like you being a dad is I don't see any movies really. So, <laughs> And I also am a, a regular on an Oscar podcast on the site, which is even better. Oh, that's fantastic. Well, uh, let me tell you, um, I could just save you some time and just – and Jurassic Park is – and I'm not. I don't mean like it's one of my favorite movies. The original Jurassic Park is my favorite movie, hands down. I will go to the grave with it. As it's of, it's yeah. one of the. I would say you got to say it's in the top fifty to twenty five movies of all time, just for what it accomplished. So uh, good. And you know, with a, with practical effects, with with all oh, sorts yeah. of stuff like that. Of course, it's no Cloud Atlas, which is a running joke on your well, podcast and between us, because I I'm like, oh, I did see Cloud Atlas. Well, Cloud Atlas kind of, to me and Steve uh, and our podcast, uh, kind of transcends um, film, I feel like, a bit um, in, a, in a certain way. Mm -hmm. And a funny thing, I, which I've talked about on our podcast, um, but we had we did a lot of, um, if you go back on our podcast, which is called Calling the Shots, uh, if you check out the episode, it was a few weeks ago, um, we went to a Christmas party for... Um, uh, shared Universe Podcast Studio, which is a studio uh, that Ming Chen and Mike Zapsik, uh own and manage. Uh, those uh, Ming and Mike are of com AMC, formerly of AMC's Comic Book Men, who you've Correct. seen interviews on this site on Pop Break 4. And uh, that was actually the day before our, our Christmas show, and you came yes. to me and said, I cannot drink because... Oh my God! I almost died last night from alcohol poisoning. <laughs> Not only that, but I was—I remember I was very sick that day as well. And I like—I think I felt uh, the cold coming on on my way to the um, holiday party and the shared universe holiday party. And I was like, I'm just going to drink this away, um, and it didn't work. But uh, when we got there, we kind of didn't know anyone, and it was a little awkward at first. So Steve and I, you know, social lubricant, and we had a few and. Steve kind of slowed down, whereas I continued on proudly, and I ended up showing the Cloud Atlas trailer to a room of about forty people, and because uh, a lot of people didn't know what it was, it was I was surprised. It was the Wachowskis. It was it was uh, it was a classic. It's yeah, a classic. and and like in, in real talk for a second, a lot of people crapped on it. It's not a terrible movie. It is. It is such an insane. It is. It's an, it's an insane movie to watch. Like I would say, don't drink and watch this movie. No, don't do anything and don't try not to be awake when you watch it. If you if it's possible, <laughs> there's so many. There's so much to that movie and what they did and the budget they had. Like the whole thing is just such an insane thing. Like probably so many people got fired for making that movie because it did not. I don't. I don't know the the. If it made money or if it lost money, but it, there's I, no I think I don't even think we need to look it up. I think we could both know it lost money. There's no way it, it made any money. I guarantee it lost money because the budget for that movie is it has to be nuts. It's first of all, 
like a three point something hour movie, which oh, is yeah, like it's super long. Yeah, and and that alone, you know, is is extra bucks. And then like the the effects and the costumes and the uh, you know, plus you have to pay Tom Hanks like twenty different times because he plays like twenty different characters. I assume that's how Hollywood works. I yes, uh, but so I, I I did look it up. Uh, okay. I went to Box Office Mojo, which is a very reputable site. Um, they do not have the number for that budget, but the but the gross in America was about twenty seven point one million dollars, which is oh. not great. Worldwide, one hundred and three million dollars. Okay. So it grossed about one hundred and thirty million dollars. So I mean. That's like still, you know, hey, it's not terrible. Not terrible, it, but it helped, still... it helped them get like Jupiter Rises or whoever the hell that movie was with Channing Tatum. That's true. Um, I feel like, but I have to find the budget. I mean, I, I, oh, I, to... I, I found it. According to Wikipedia, uh, the budget was about $100 million. The Wachowskis okay. uh, supposedly. Uh, drop seven million of their own money into uh, really? into this film. That's Wikipedia, so it could be complete fabrication. But um, that, but that sounds that sounds right. The Wachowskis seem like they're uh, into their into their art. Yeah. Um, hold on a second. Do you know the Do you know the deal with the Wachowskis? Do you want to talk about that? Oh, I well, I mean, we could talk about the Wachowskis for sure. Then we'll definitely get into a Super Duper Bowl. But I, um, yeah. I think the Wachowskis, like I loved. The Matrix, like most people do, uh-huh. and um, I felt like they were absolutely full of shit when they said, uh, "Hey, we have more story. We have uh, two more movies planned out." Because it certainly didn't feel like they actually thought about those uh, right. movies. Uh, but yeah, now they've stopped. Though I think they're done. Well, I and and I, I I'm with you. I, I think I heard the same. Um, I'm more referring to the fact that uh, so one of them transitioned at one point. Um, from male to female, which which they were the Wach- they were known as the Wachowski brothers. Now they're uh, the Brochowski sisters, yeah. Now they're the Wachowskis. Well, they were the Wachowskis. Now they're the Wachowski sisters because the other one transitioned. Correct? Am I wrong in saying that? No, you're correct. Which is awesome. I mean, I'm like I'm very happy oh, yeah. for them. It's great, but it's like such a, a crazy thing that that two people like that happened. Is that that's just a, a wild. Uh, thing oh it totally is wild and i do feel bad for them in this spec because i i know they had um their show sense eight was a cult um uh was a cult phenomenon yeah and um so and but you know now they're like eh, i don't know if we're, we're gonna do any more movies i hope i hope they do i like i hope in like yeah. a couple of years that like they have this like you know what we found something kind of out of nowhere do a I'm movie sure. and then it just everyone's like oh this is why we love them, you know. Yeah, I feel like I feel like that passion and that uh, kind of thing that you have to make something like The Matrix or even Cloud Atlas, for that matter, it doesn't just go away. So I mean, like, I would hope that well, yeah, they they get an A for effort for Cloud Atlas because that's an ambitious movie. I mean, when you can make Hugh Grant into a post-apocalyptic uh, or prehistoric psychopathic warrior, right, <laughs> right, exactly. You know, that's a, that's a thing, man, and this- like that 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 that's not just you saying huh, let me throw something against the wall that you put you put thought into that right and like you like I read that book and that oh, book God bless is, you sir who wrote that is, book by the way I don't know I, I can't the name off the top of my head I'm sure you could find it on your internet box but I, oh, that's what I I'm doing. 
I can tell you right now that it was bananas and I didn't understand a lot of it. I just couldn't follow it or put it together. And like seeing that they transitioned, like they, they did, I thought they did a great job. I was like, oh wow, they made this something that I can actually understand and, and enjoy. Like I, I don't know, I thought they, I did great man. It was written by uh, someone named David Mitchell. Um, oh, okay. Um, so I thought it was someone. I was gonna say Stephen King. No. Mm. No. But let's let's, let's get into. Uh, we will definitely be sidetracking throughout this yes. podcast, guys. Yeah. Uh, so let's get Super into the Super Duper Bowl. Please. I, my question to you is: uh, first off, I mean, if people don't know. Um, uh, sorry, my film editor is also messaging me at the same time. Oh, um, so I'm, I'm just gonna tell her. Um, tell her that. Tell her to uh, to um, edit. By the way, people don't realize we are filming this for Universal. Um, this is and the Wachowski brothers. Uh, Wachowskis are sisters are here filming us. So we, they we hate. They hate her. Uh, uh, they're just like God. This is what we've become. We're fil- we're we're doing the promo. We're doing the behind the scenes, behind the scenes pop break uh, podcast on in <laughs> like, two separate homes. Yes, because uh, Taylor is in uh, his uh, his in the grandstand, right? Which is the home of calling the shots. So the grandstand uh, is the home of calling the shots, and that is now becoming the grand playroom uh, because I am building. A playroom for my daughter and my upcoming daughter. So I am oh, double, I double double daughter. Ball. All right, congratulations. Thank you, sir. Thank you. I know my uh, former dining room is now a massive playroom. There uh, you go. It's for my only kid. Um, yep. So, Super Duper Bowl. Tell me about because uh, people, if you don't know Taylor, Taylor is a stand-up comic. Um, you also a musician at one time. Yeah. Yeah, you played a lot of shows for the uh, yeah. Save Alternative guys. I, I remember. That is correct. And uh, you know, overall, uh, you so you started this podcast. When did you start the Call of the Shots podcast, which uh-huh. is a sports comedy podcast? So, so brief history of me: I was in a ska band for a long time. No, uh, you called New Direction, and we opened for uh, Goldfinger a bunch of times. That was our big thing. Okay, um, can I just stop the- you for one second? Uh-huh. Were you legitimately in a ska band? Yes. I, I think I love you even more now. Right. I do love I do love ska. So I'm that like like legitimately. Me you know. too. I was a huge I, I was a big uh catch twenty two guy. I mean I was that was my era. I was I was way into Real Big Fish and Goldfinger and all all of the stuff. Uh Marty Mighty Boston's. Um so we were like Birch Hill style era. Uh we were we played a lot of shows. And then that kind of um, turned and you, into... And you were called New Direction. We were called New Direction with an X. It was like D-I-R-E-X-I-O-N. Um, I and totally then, remember that name. Because so for all those who are young, Birch Hill, famous nightclub yeah. in Old Bridge, New Jersey, which I found out when I first started dating my wife. She yeah. used to go with her brother to all these like hardcore shows at the Birch Hill. Like, she was like, oh, I saw VOD. And I'm like, what? Yeah. And she's like, yeah, I was at the Birch Hill. She's like, I didn't care. She's like, I just in the back, whatever. And I'm like, oh, oh yeah, you're the best. Yeah, yeah, we uh, we played there a lot. We played there with the Boston's once, uh, them and Big Wig. Uh, I remember that show. Yeah, Big Wig. We played with, we played with um, uh, Goldfinger. It was, it was, that was like the time of my life. And then we kind of like, 
broke down. We we did a few bands after that. We did a band called Skull Motion, which was more of like a um, like a folk rock, uh, folk punk kind of band. And then I kind of um, from there we all started, you know, getting married, having kids, and and we kind of like settled with the band. And then we kind of got uh, I I started doing like acoustic stuff. And then from there I was like talking a lot because I was like just enjoyed being silly on stage and I was like I'd rather do this than continue to play music I guess so I started doing comedy and then uh shortly after I um just like couldn't get out to do comedy as much as I wanted and uh always like really wanted to have a podcast and um found myself getting way back into sports like i was when I was a kid. So well, you you've always been a diehard Yankees fan, right? Yeah, big Yankees fan, um, and uh, and just a big baseball fan. But yeah, big Yankee fan, and I, uh, as well as my brother in law, who I was like, hey, we should do like a fun podcast, just like about sports. So we started calling the shots like two years ago, um, and it was maybe three years ago, and we uh, and we started it off as like an improv-y thing where we played characters and uh we would call just like full baseball games and it was so long and it was very difficult to do <laughs> then we were like all right we need to just stop like doing this and we need to just like talk about what you know sports or whatever so we, we turn it into more of a, a a palatable uh thing for us to do at least and uh and then then we've been doing it ever since and i was lucky enough to be a uh, a guest on it once uh i know we yeah. we got a uh Ours was kind of a little bit of a garbled episode due to technical difficulties, but we were talking, I remember our episode was, uh, I don't remember the number of it, but uh, we talked about the uh, John Sterling, John Carlos Stanton calls. That's right. That was when, uh, I believe that was when Stanton first came to the squad. Yeah, the opening, that was opening weekend for baseball. I think so, yeah. And uh, and he had the ridiculous Italian uh, home run call, and yeah, we did have fun with that. it's still very funny to me uh, that call. Yes, and, and one of the things, and this is ties into the Super Duper Bowl, is that you have a lot of guests from the world of comedy, uh, especially a local comedy. Uh, yeah, because you know if people know Asbury Park. We know it as this great has always been this great scene for music, but it's really become this burgeoning scene for comedy. And yeah. uh, people you see that you might remember, know from Pop Break, people like Angelo Gingerelli. Yeah. Um, who just wrestled in the main event at NXT Takeover Phoenix, which I just watched? Because uh, you, you know Mark oh, Han- Mark yes. ha- Mark Hanley Mark Hanley. We his joke is Angelo is Tommaso Ciampa when he has a beard, um, <laughs> which the first time I ever met Angelo's wife, as I usually do when I meet most staff members' wives, I'm usually at the Christmas show, a couple in the bag, and um, I'm just like Ciampa Ciampa, and I'm screaming that at him and his wife. Um, his wife never came back to one of our shows. Um, also, um, speaking of wrestling and writing, uh, Melissa Jobin, um, one of my favorite episodes she was on was her and Ryan Barry and Ming Chen, uh, yes. of comic men fame, talking about the winter Olympics this year, where I nearly, my, would have nearly my- drove oh. off the road in a blizzard when your brother-in-law talked about, uh, his <laughs> encounter with a, uh, was it a goose? Yeah, that was a goose. Yeah, that's that's. Uh, I, I highly recommend you go through, subscribe to Calling the Shots. It's on iTunes podcast. Um, Steve definitely get it goes to a dark place, and it's very funny. Um, yeah. But can you talk about like um, the comedy scene of Asbury Park? You know, you're a guy who like 
like I said, you you did the stuff with the Bird Show, but when I first heard about you was through the music scene. Guys like, oh, let's do a little name dropping right now. Guys like Mike Merrill, guys yeah. like uh, Race, aka Greg Perillo, Billy mm-hmm. O'Brien, and I also saw your face everywhere because you had those uh, you had those stickers with your face. Oh right, uh, right. and then there was also the wasn't it, did you do a cover where you had like your face made of and it was made from dinosaurs. Yes, I yes I did. <laughs> yeah. So that's how I, I knew Taylor as he's the guy with the interesting stickers in bathrooms and Asbury Park right. bars. Yeah, yeah, totally. And uh, can you talk yeah. about how like since you see uh, about the the uh, the comedy scene of Asbury Park and how that's evolved and just like and it, for people who don't know it, just know it for music, just like give a little your thoughts on it, bro. I I think that uh, Asbury in obviously has become this. Uh, you know, melting pot of like uh, craziness and and you know gentrification for sure. Uh, oh yeah. And now it's like um, it, it, like with the music. Obviously, it's it's always going to continue. That's where that's where that city was born out of. It was just like born out of the flames of like Bruce Springsteen. And now it's now it's become like there are restaurants that there are these crazy chefs that are making this incredible stuff and now they're now it's like a crazy food city and there are these artists that are doing these wild installations and they're having like super famous artists come from all over the country to do crazy things on uh buildings in asbury park and um you know shepherd ferry was out here and there's all this stuff going on which then, i found out later got like tons of like the this before the cool mayor came in like there was tons of blowback on that too oh yeah yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. There's been like, I mean, but everything that happened, though, is kind of um, helping the like, it's like helping pull up the other stuff. So like the food is helping the this other industry and this, you know, they're all kind of bouncing off of each other. And I think comedy is, uh, which is closer to the music because it is performance based. And it's like, um, you know, it's in clubs and it, and it is what it is. But like it um, a few years ago, I did it. Uh, I started doing it at the Saint, which is like a weird place to start doing comedy in Asbury Park. Which is a, a rock club on uh, Main Street. Yep, very small uh, little rock club. Um, and uh, and Scott, I, I ran into. Uh, he runs the Saint, owns the Saint, uh, and I ran into him at a WTF live um, WTF in Brooklyn. And um, my first story for the Star Ledger interview, with Mark Marin. Oh, that's awesome. Yep. Um, he, uh, I saw Scott in the bathroom there and I was like, Oh shit, man. Like I had just known him from, uh, from doing, um, music stuff for years. And we started talking and he was like, you know, you, you had mentioned you want to do comedy. I'm like, yeah, I love it. You know? And he's like, you should do it at the same, like do it when I just come and do it and let me know. So we, I emailed him and, uh, he was like, find some other comedians and come do it. So we did. And, uh, it was really fun so we did it again and then i had like a monthly show for a while where um we just had a bunch of comedians at the scene it was called spelling bee and i did that for a long time and then uh angelo had his show um on cookman it was like comedy on cookman um that's and- how i that's how i first met angelo he actually reached out yeah. to me because he wanted to do the asbury comedy scene he wanted press on it yeah and he was like called up he called me up he literally called me and it was like bro uh, hey, I, I want to do this Angelo nicest dude ever oh, 
But, but like he, I, I, I like I like how he subtly drops hints about how he was totally into that seaside club scene, which I actually covered for years. I'm like, oh my god, I must have put him in the magazine I worked for. I must have put him in jail before. <laughs> I he, must have incarcerated Angelo at least twice. He, um, yeah, he was the best. And then there was like there, there was so many. Uh, then like these open mics were happening. Like Alyssa uh, Stevenson. Um, mm-hmm. Steven Sano, she 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 had a show, Lady Stevenson is what I'm thinking, but um, she had an open mic at Porta. There was like all a lot of stuff going on, and and then it became like now there's Hags, which is like a monthly comedy show with Good Brother J.C. Hendricks. J.C. Hendricks and Joe McAndrew host that, and uh, they're always like very nice to have uh, me on whenever I want to do. I'm like, guys, I want to dress up like a starfish this week. <laughs> I'm a really great bit. And they're like, oh, okay, just come on and do it. Like, they always let me do stupid shit, uh, stupid stuff. And I... Oh, you uh, can swear on this podcast. Okay, okay, I didn't know if I, I... I meant to ask you that, but I didn't. Um, and then... Um, so, yeah, it was... So that, I'm, to me, it's like, it's now at a stage where I don't do it as much at all. Like, I barely do it. Uh, I just do the podcast stuff, which is why I miss performing live. And I kind of partially the reason why we wanted to do the super duper bowl but uh it it made like that world i feel like right now is in its peak of like there's just every comedian from asbury not every but like a lot of them are really good and they're working a lot and they're doing a lot of shows and i think it's like a great scene if you if you go to any comedy show you're gonna laugh like there's gonna be two or three really funny comedians um it's it's great so, did you really do the first comedy show in Asbury, or are you no. not? You're not taking credit for it. I don't it? think so. I, I'm sure there were many before ours. We had, we had ours um, at the time. There was like not. I think mine and Angelo's were probably going at the same time. We were on one another's shows, uh, but those were, you know, I, I don't know. I don't know what else was going on at the same time, but it was definitely early on, you know. But uh, I'm sure there was stuff before that but um it was new to it was new to me so one of the things that i was curious about because uh, on the show you've got a great lineup like we mentioned angela we mentioned, we mentioned melissa mentioned uh, joe ambrugio ambrugio yeah. sorry uh but you also have like some fairly recognizable names on this show one of them is casey joe's brother of Colin Jost of SNL, who, yes. if you ever watch uh, the Impractical, if you ever watch Impractical Jokers, he is usually on the um, yeah the after show. It's the after show, but it's also like the pop up video like, version of it, and yes. I always forget what it's called. Inside uh, jokes or something. Inside like, jokes, yeah. And yeah, he, I think he hosts that, yeah. So he's usually on there. Like I said, you have Ming Chen. How do how do guys and. As uh, not on the poster, but Mike Zapsick and I always forget uh, oh, the Johnson. Uh, Brian Johnson, who, yeah, uh, of AMC's Comic Book Men, will be mm-hmm. on the show as well. I mean, how do you get guys like this on the show? They've been on your podcast. Yes, they, at least Ming has been on the podcast multiple times. Yes, C- Casey's been on the podcast multiple times, and I also have to just shout out to Casey for rocking the gray hair because um, you know it's great. We have to represent. You guys are crushing it. We we do crush it, man. Um, <laughs> I, I, got, I got lucky with those guys, man. They're all like the nicest people in the world. That's totally it. Like that's really 
you know, that's it. I'm good buddies with, with Casey and, uh, and Ming, uh, has become a, a good pal and they all, I was like, Hey, I have this stupid idea for this. Uh, uh, Steve and I want to do like a live Super Bowl, like, and they're like immediately like, yeah, like, let's go. We're, we're down like hundred percent, which is cool. You know, I was very, very, uh, grateful that they're doing it. So and let's talk about the the show in general before we tangent on to another movie. Yeah, yeah. Uh, is uh, what is the idea behind the show? Like, what can people expect if they or you know you hear about it? You hear like live podcasts. Right. We've seen live we've heard about live podcasts before. There have been live podcasts happening in House Independence. Before. Totally. They I, think had, I think there's one the night before our show actually. Oh yeah, it's the this is why we drink podcast. Exactly. Yeah, and it's like sold out, which is very exciting for me. You know. Oh, because and then there was the podcast awards, right? That you hosted. Um, there was a so we did a podcast festival at House of Independence with um, Casey. Actually, was on it, and and Ming, a few of those guys, and uh, the PBR guys were on it, and which is a uh, Pizza Beer Revolution. Your Revolution, and they actually. Put it on, uh, Mike Polano and um, Mike Polano and and his crew were they kind of put it together and there was like actually the, you know there was a few I believe all the Jokers except for Murr were actually on that show and uh, all the comic book men were on it. There was I mean it was like a crazy Roy Wood Jr. was on it. Oh, he's um, so good. Yeah, he was great. Uh, Chris, uh, Blair Saki, who's so so funny, was on it and uh, it was a crazy um, festival. But uh, but yeah, we we. Our show is basically what it is is going to be you're going to be watching the game on a big screen and we are going to be on stage at a table, um, meaning Steve and myself, and um, we're going to be watching the game on a TV in front of us and watching it at the same time as the audience and just commenting on it and kind of just doing our our normal show um, during the Super Bowl and uh, each quarter. We're going to have different uh, comedians join us. So, uh, for instance, the first quarter uh, is Angelo Gingerelli, the aforementioned, and uh, Kate Nichols, who's very funny. She Her episode of Calling the Shots is really good. Yeah, she's great. Like, we got really deep on her episode, um, and, she, and it, was, it was – she's so much fun, and she's super, super funny. So that's going to be really fun. And then the second quarter uh, is going to be PBR. All those guys are going to come on. Um, and that's going to be fun as well. And then third quarter is Casey, um, Joe and Bergio and Brian Johnson. And then, uh, the last quarter is going to be Ming, Ryan Barry and Melissa Jobin, which is, uh, the episode you mentioned before my favorite as well. Uh, so it's going to be a really fun, uh, show. And in addition, JC Hendricks is going to be dressed up as our mascot shoddy, the party crab, uh, through- <laughs> <laughs> Do you know how many times I've been at House of Independence with JC watching Deathmatch Wrestling? Right. <laughs> right. A I lot. Can't. I've seen yeah. him more than, than my friends who I consider like my brothers. I've hung out with JC. And one time he got so gooned up. And yeah. he was just talking about the time he was training. He's like, Bill, I was talking about the time I trained. And he tells me this whole story. It didn't make any sense. And I'm just like, You're a good guy, JC. He's like, Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> I'm. I'm. That's the thing I'm looking most forward to is to seeing him in a crab 
costume with a Hawaiian shirt on over it. And you also will have a halftime show with a band called Carl Malone's. Carl Malone's a cover band. They're going to be covering Maroon 5 while Maroon 5 is playing behind them on the screen. So they're uh, going to be better than Maroon 5. So excited about that. Like, legitimately, uh, my really good pal, uh, Biff, is the drummer of that band, and he uh, he's, uh, he's pumped. I'm pumped for that. Uh, and also... Um, Simmons and Moore, um, another podcast. Um, they are going to be doing the Russell pre-game. Simmons and Michael Moore. Russell Simmons and Michael Moore are going to be doing the pregame for the Super Duper Bowl. Um, amazed that we got them also, and uh, yeah, and we got Buffalo Wild Wings there. We got uh, so every- here. That's why I got to ask you a question. How did yeah. you get Buffalo Wild Wings to be Buffalo like Wild- guys? <laughs> that was a bring crazy me some wings. That was a crazy one. Uh, we needed credibility. And I was like, we we gotta go for the gold. We gotta go for the gusto, man. Let's get those wings. Because I mean, what's a Super Bowl party without food or wings or something? You I know? just it was on the news today. It was just like they said, um, like a billion wings, pounds of wings will be consumed by Americans by calling the shots, like <laughs> by by Steve Arena. Uh, <laughs> no, just Steve. No, just Steve Arena. <laughs> just Steve. I heard he was working out again, so he yeah. needs that uh, protein. Uh, he's he's swole, I heard now. Uh, but yeah, so some like a billion pounds of wings will be consumed on Super Bowl Sunday. That sounds about right. Yeah. Can I ask you a question? Uh, since you know sports very well, I, I I I'm not a novice in sports. I know a thing or two. Uh, is I think I feel like this is the right game to a tip for you guys to be calling because it's just like it's the Patriots again. Right. Who gives a shit? It's just like. Fuck. I know that's kind of we were we were uh, watching with bated breath like we were so nervous Um, first like at the beginning of the season initially we were like man I hope like no local teams make it and then we were like wait a minute the Jets and the Giants aren't gonna be (laughs) no no Um, and then Saquon Barkley started being a little crazy and we're like oh maybe they and then we're like no they still don't have a chance and then the Eagles were kind of a a worry yeah. Um, and they they just didn't make it, obviously. So we were happy about that. And then the um, the Cowboys as well are always kind of like America's team. So we that was. Uh, I mean, can I give you an uh, a hot an honest hot take on the Cowboys? Yeah, go ahead. Uh, fuck the Cowboys. Oh yeah, yeah. No, I like it. I I'm on board with that. Uh, and you're Seattle Seahawks. Too. I am a Seahawks fan. Um, and they I would have been psyched to see them in it because I would have been fun for me to to root for them and watch it live with everybody. But uh, who's Steve's team? What's he gets going to get? Steve is a Jets fan, so he's uh, also. Um, but right. we both have like a weird. Uh, it's like a really strange relationship with Tom Brady, where we we both absolutely can't stand him but we are fascinated to the point of like physical attraction towards him like he just <laughs> is it all the avocado juice he drinks to get so so just, cut he's such a like he's such like a, a mystical figure like he's so good and he's also like the weirdest person in the world and there's so many things about him that uh, just blow our mind so we're i'm really excited about that because I'm I like talking to Steve about Tom Brady because I think it's just funny um, so I'm looking forward to that and and I just think it's a you know obviously everyone's rooting for the Rams man I mean it's like a it, it'll be a fun uh, it'll be a fun show I think to call now Steve is not a stand-up comic Steve is not a stand-up comic he um, 
has he's done stand up once I think uh, when he was like in high school um, for someone's like birthday party they had it I think it was at the Saint actually and uh, <laughs> uh, and he did stand up like, really drunkenly I think but uh, he is he's really like taken this on and and uh, just crushed it man he like he he's so good on the podcast and he's just um, he's he, great he takes it to like. He takes it to a place that you don't expect it. Right, which and, is wild. And it I gets like wild. Yeah. Yeah, he's very, like, uh, unpredictable, which is exactly what I need. Like, I I, I am very, um, I need to have, like, a plan, sort of. And uh, Do you, and though, Taylor? It throws me off my game. It helps me, like, like be funny. And we we help each other. I don't know. I like we're just a very good uh, team. I, I feel. Speaking of plans, uh, one plan you and I always have at the last second of any show you've ever hosted for us. <laughs> I know. I already know what you're going to say. <laughs> so if anyone's never been to a pop break show, first off, why? It's, there's so much fun. We get so yeah. In all honesty, like the bands we get, like I'm very honored to be like we've got some really awesome bands. Yeah. Today. Oh my god. Yeah. And. Uh, then you have Taylor and I, and just the stupid, stupid shit we pull every show. Well, well, yeah, you gotta. I mean, I feel like we talked about it maybe on our um, calling the shots, but you have to obviously break it down. And, and and so you'll have to fill in a couple of knowledge gaps on me for this because okay. I, you know, the show I'm referring to. I was right. really, you were out. You were you were out to lunch. On that I one. was I was literally having corned beef in my liver. Um, so. Bad. You, it, were, you were very drunk. Yeah, and the, in 2017, yeah, uh, we hosted a. Um, I had the idea to do a St. Patrick's Day show uh, in Asbury Park, so I brought it to our good friends the Asbury Park Boardwalk. Uh, shout out to our friend and, Angie. And can I jump in here real quick? Was yeah. it was it on St. Patrick's Day? I don't remember. It was. No. I don't think it was. No, I think it was the day after St. Patrick's Day. I think you're right. Yes, St. Okay. Patrick's Day was on a Friday. Okay. Uh, and they wanted uh, – so I wanted to do it on a Saturday, and my original plan was let's do it in an in intimate – like kind of like a punk rock St. Patrick's Day and do it at this place called The Overlook, which was on the second floor That's of right. Convention yes. Hall. Um, the boardwalk loved it so much. They're like, I think – we think this is a great idea. Um, let's do it in Convention Hall, which um, – if you've ever been in conventional hall holds a couple fa- holds a couple foul. Um, it's, a big, it's a big room. It's a big. It's an arena. <laughs> uh, so uh, we ended up getting uh, the Unforgettable Fire, the U two tribute band, which were who, great. by the way, were phenomenal. And the lead singer legit looks like Bono. Like he looks like his his physical features. He looks exactly like Bono. It's not like oh, this is an Elvis impersonator that my that I made my mom take a photo with no. in front of the Chinese theater, and he was fat and obviously from like Missouri, um, which is one of my favorite photos of all time because the palpable hate on my mom's face I could taste <laughs> drizzled on pancakes was uh, fucking amazing. So we got them. We got a band called the Scales. They were great. Yeah, and, and you know, I was like Taylor, you got a host. And I, quote-unquote, DJed. So we were going to do some contests, and one of the contests was we were going to do an Irish jig contest. Spoilers. Uh, day after St. Patrick's Day, paid ticket to get in. Not a ton of people showed up. I, a good amount of people showed up, but for an arena that holds a couple thousand people. Correct. Let's just say it was light. 
It it started off very light, like uh, ten people. Yeah, and then it got to I would say quickly got to like thirty forty. And then um, by the end, we had about a hundred and twenty five hundred fifty people. Right, which was which was which awesome, is, which is good, but yeah. not for again, a couple again an enormous room, like. So we're like, it yes, seemed, it's it didn't it's it seemed underwhelming, but it, in reality was like a, it, it was it was good. If we had put this on a pontoon boat in the middle of the Atlantic Ocean, <laughs> um, Taylor had some theories on who we would draw. Taylor, who would we draw for that show at least? Jason Momoa. You bring Jason Momoa. You're bringing Lisa Bonet. Yep. You bring Lisa Bonet. You bring Lenny Kravitz. If you bring Lenny Kravitz, who are you bringing? Heather Graham. And what do we get with Heather Graham? Oh, you know, we, we skipped a skip, uh, step. If you're bringing Lenny Kravitz, you're bringing the Austin Powers 2 soundtrack. <laughs> That's and right. And then you're bringing Heather Graham. And Heather Graham, of course, is just bringing Graham Crackers because he's not drawing anymore. Um, yeah, uh, I've had a few to drink. So this is, I'm kind of in the right mindset for this part of yeah, the conversation. Yeah, this is like where we – this is almost where we were that very day. We were like, okay, we're going to have these contests. We're going to do an Irish jig contest. And we decided, or I don't know if you decided or I decided, the song we we're going to choose. Do you remember? I think you, you jokingly said we should play Sandstorm uh, as the Irish jig song. And I was, and you were like laughing. And I'm like, no, no, no. Like, definitely play that. And you were kind of like, oh, should I? And I'm like, yeah, like, do it. So Sandstorm is by the uh, the artist, I guess, Deruda uh, or Derude. And um, we're just Derude. And you'll find it on wherever, YouTube, Spotify, wherever. When you hear it, you will know exactly what song that is. And we played that song, and that was the greatest thing we ever did. (laughs) It was really funny, um, and we played it a lot of times. And the people were going nuts. It was was by far the hit of the day. Um, We've since tried at, at two separate Christmas parties to recreate it. And I feel like... It always goes good, but it ne- like that day people were going apeshit for it. Yeah, like, it never hits the few. I think the first year we did it, it went really well because we had that kid do it, and, right? And then yeah. it was then like we, a perfect storm. And the guy, the first guy that went like ripped his shirt off. It was like a whole thing. Like, it oh was yeah, really, yeah, it was crazy. Everyone was the people that were there were hammered, so that helped. Oh, it was it was fantastic, and I think we I think we ended up giving away tickets to like Dropkick Murphys at like the yeah we gave away some thing. crazy tickets, and, and that also was a nightmare when we gave away tickets to Dropkick Murphys, right? And the and we called the ticket number, the person didn't answer. We waited like five minutes. We pulled another ticket, and then the woman who we originally called like walked to the stage as I was announcing the second like ticket holder. So then it was, there was just like two people there that both felt that they deserved the tickets. It was I think very... I tried smoothing that over, and my yeah. smoothing over being really drunk did not work. So <laughs> I ended up saying, like, ah, dude, we'll take care of you, bro. We'll take care of you. You'll get it. There goes talk to yeah. Caroline. I don't know if that person ever got taken care of. Uh, I, I don't know. I, I don't know anything about what, what no, happened. I don't know what happened afterwards. It was It's a complete blur to me. Um, but yeah, good time. Yeah. This is what happens um, when we do a show. Yeah, I mean, maybe, you know, I, I well, here's the other thing I, I failed to mention. Um, and this is a big thing. Uh, at the Super Duper Bowl, we are recording a live podcast while we're calling these games. Like, so we're doing each quarter, we're, we're recording. So each quarter is going to be an episode um, for the next month or so. 
Um, and that will take you up to the big 100, right? Well, that's correct. The third uh, quarter, as of as it stands now, uh, the Casey Jost, uh, Brian Johnson, Joe Ambergio episode is going to be our 100th episode, um, which is a big deal for us. And uh, and so I would say we'll play Sandstorm at some point, but we're going to be releasing this um, as a podcast. I don't know if we I don't know about the rights. That's the whole thing. Well, I think you can only play. 15 seconds of a song or something. Uh, I mean, you know, you do have a mascot. Mm. And in between sets... That's true. That's very true. And if anyone's going to do it, it would be JC. It would be JC. Shoddy the party crab. Yeah, you're right. <laughs> uh, one of the cool things about your podcast, too, is that you have some pretty cool sponsors. Uh, oh. uh, all alcohol-based, it seems. Um, yeah. yeah, very true, yes. One of the, and I guess just to let people know, is Liquor Picker Toothpicks. Yes. Um, first off, explain to me how this upset. Because one thing, there was a big, there was a big uh, toothpick. The was it the War of the Woods? It was the War of the Woods. Yeah. And um, um, and how a uh, toothpick company became a big part of your podcast. Yeah, we. Uh, I I love um, cinnamon flavored toothpicks. I just I, I always enjoyed them. Uh, and I wrote to a, a well-known, probably the most well-known cinnamon toothpick, um, cinnamon-flavored toothpick company. I, I emailed them and I was like, "Listen, I love your toothpicks. I'm not looking for any money. Um, I just wanted. Uh, I do. I have a podcast. We have decent guests on. It's like semi-legitimate. Uh, I just wanted to know if you could send us some toothpicks. I'm sure they're not very expensive for you to. And we will literally talk about them all the time." Um, and that was my that was my pitch, and I was like, I don't know how if that's worth anything to you, but if it is, you know, send them our way, and I, I promise you, we will do right by you. Um, so they they sent us, I'm talking like they sent us like thousands of toothpicks, like they sent us a huge case of toothpicks, um, probably a lifetime's worth of toothpicks, and they were like, thank you for your interest, like this, here you go, talk about our, you know shout us out and I was like great about a week later um, they got in, co in contact with us and they were like listen we listened to your show we're not really feeling what you guys are, are putting out there uh, and we're, we're out we don't want to be a part of it so I'm like well <laughs> I don't know what we said it was a, it was an episode that we had Ryan Barry who will be on the show uh, he was hysterical on our show. by the way very very one of the funniest people I know uh, he I th we were talking about docking at one point, um, which is like a sexual act. And I, think <laughs> I don't even know what that. Was. I thought you were talking about boats. Oh, you like... should you should Google it now. Um, what right. it is? I but uh, we were talking about that, and we. Um, I think that's the only thing I could think of that maybe turned them off to us. Um, but because otherwise, it was a it was a fairly tame episode. I thought so. We. We kind of were like upset that they did that, so we reached out to another. Uh, That's insane! I just looked it up. Okay, of course, you Jesus did. Christ! <laughs> so then, so we 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 got the other toothpick companies to do the kind of the same thing. They sent us a bunch of toothpicks, so we started uh, talking about them a lot, and then um, and then they wrote something awful on Instagram. Um, about uh, Anthony Bourdain that really just it didn't sit well with Steve oh, Warai. No, I'm a big so, Bourdain fan, so me too, me too, and and I'm a big fan of like uh, advocating for mental health, and I, I Same. just yeah. only, uh, it didn't ring good for me or Steve, so we 
looked again for another toothpick company, and then we stumbled across uh, actually a listener um, recommended Liquor Picker, and uh, we reached out to Liquor Picker, and they sent us a bunch of stuff, and they. It was like finding a diamond in the rough. It was like uh, they're so good, and they are the nicest people, and they are such a joy to deal with. And not that like we have, we don't have like a big crazy thing going on with them, but they send us these alcohol infused toothpicks that are absolutely amazing. What if, we, wasn't one of them like gunpowder and bacon or something like that? Gunpowder and leather, um, or, mm. or 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 I'm sorry, leather and whiskey is one of them, and it is like. Um, it's amazing. It's they, they're the most uniquely flavored things, but they're they're great. They're they're absolutely great. Uh, we're gonna have some available at the at the show, and uh, we're gonna be giving out some uh, liquor picker swag. So it'll be that'll be fun. And your other one is a Tanteo tequila. Tequila. Uh, also, another quick thing. Uh, we were, so they were gonna send us a ton of alcohol for the show. I mean, like I was blown away by the amount that they said they were sending. It was a lot of alcohol and uh i couldn't believe it i could not believe that that was gonna happen and then we found out that you can't just send alcohol and <laughs> yeah. sell it and they didn't realize we they thought we were like giving it out they didn't realize um house uh, house of independence which is where the show is uh um they didn't realize they were going to be selling it which was kind of what we had thought so it's right up. In, it's in the air right now. What's going to happen with Tanteo? But there, there will be Tanteo uh, tequila, jalapeno infused tequila at the at the show as well. Yeah, uh, House Independence. Let's give a shout out to them. Uh, our, yeah. our our good buddy to yours to you and me, Michael Lawrence, run the show over there yes. amongst many he other is, people. He's an angel. He literally is one of the sweetest men alive. Can I can I real quick a quick story about him? I, I know. Of course. No, no, no. Um, this this is happening. This is happening. I, I have we, to. We talked about Sandstorm at length. You could talk about anything. Okay, good. Because Mike Lawrence, um, he once uh, I Green Day was playing at Starland Ballroom. They're my probably my favorite band of all time. Five minutes uh, from my house. Five minutes from your house. Uh, I was so upset because I tried so so hard to get tickets. I waited. I did the whole like sign online at exactly 10 a.m. deal like i did the whole thing i did not get the tickets i was crushed i was like this is this was my only chance and i blew it and i'm so upset and uh mike lawrence gave me a tip uh about an hour before the show um and i i was able to get a ticket because of him and i literally drove my daughter to uh my wife's work dropped her off and like did like a hundred miles an hour down the uh, Route 18 and got to Sayreville and saw Green Day at the Starland Ballroom, which is like a little club, and it was incredible. And I have only Mike Lawrence to thank for that. So, didn't you also um, sing behind Billy Joe Armstrong in Philadelphia not long ago? I I <laughs> I jumped up on stage. Uh, we saw his band Longshot, uh, the Longshot play. Um, and at the first Unitarian Church in Philly, and uh, I jumped on stage and kissed him on the face. And, <laughs> That's what you did, yeah. And then the uh, security grabbed me and pulled me off. But I, I was like, "He's gonna remember this forever." And I watched the video of it, and he doesn't even notice that I'm there. Like he doesn't even like it's like nothing is happening to him. So, but it was yeah, that was like an incredible moment for me. But I had one of those moments too, where I said, "This celebrity will never forget this day." Um, I'll try and truncate this story. I got really 
gooned up. It was and, the day that I punched Caesar Milan in the face. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> then I whispered in his ear. <laughs> um, so um, um, I was really uh, my my best friend Vic. We were in the city, had a boys' night out, and he's like, at one point, looks at me, goes, "Hey." Do you you want to you want to meet Harry Potter? And I was I, no context. I was like, yes, yes, I do. We took a uh, a cab from Little Italy to Broadway. Oh my god! And Daniel Radcliffe was starring in How to Succeed in Business oh, Without yeah, Really yeah. Trying. Yeah. So we're waiting in there amongst a sea of teenage girls, and he can't stand up straight, so he's just leaning against my back, and I'm just bobbing back and forth. First person now is John Larroquette, and oh I go, and I go. John Larroquette, you're awesome. And he goes, okay. And I said, I love the John Larroquette show that used to be on NBC. I really yeah. did. And he's just like, he looks at me, he just squared me and he goes, bullshit. Prove it. And I said, oh. I said, okay. I said, first season's awesome. And then I said, in the second season, they give him a really nice apartment. And he's dating like a really like, like nice lady when it was obviously he was going to make, like he was going to end up with the prostitute and like all this other stuff. He's like, Holy shit! You really did watch that show, and I'm like, yeah. So he, he I, my friend, had a piece of paper. He signs it. So I'm like, uh, uh, Daniel Radcliffe's walking out. Meanwhile, it goes from like probably like 25 people waiting to to at least like 200 people, oh 198 teenage girls, and two twenty somethings drunk out of their mind. Right. And so he, my friend, just mumbles to me. He's like. Tell me when Daniel Radcliffe's standing right in front of you. I said, okay, cool. I figured he's going to sober up, say, hey, what's up? No. So he goes, I'm like, he's right in front of us. And he goes, like, friggin' Sebastian Bach. He's like, Daniel Radcliffe! Like that. And he just looks at me. He goes, okay. And I said, you never fucking forget this day for the rest of your life, Radcliffe. <laughs> he looks at me and he goes, Goodbye. Jumps in like a fucking Yukon and just like pulls away. We got the death stares of all death stares. It was like every all those teenage girls, all of a sudden whose fathers started appearing in my periphery. Yeah. And I looked at my friend, I'm like, We gotta go. We're done. We're, We're gonna get jumped. This. Um so yeah, House Independence like I, I gotta say, uh, I don't know if you've seen many concerts there before. I, I I've seen many a wrestling show there. I saw Chris Jericho and his band there. Oh great. right, Fozzy, yep. Fozzy, great show, great place for a show. Yeah. Oh yeah, it's great. It's the best. And uh, they are absolutely killing it right now. I just can't get enough of those guys. And one of the other sponsors you guys have, um, and I'm wearing their sweatshirt right now, is Asbury Park Brewery. Oh yeah, uh, good buddy uh, Jeff Plate, uh, which who I think is one. Of, his podcast with you guys did with him and Mike Merrill. Yes, might be one of the funniest ever. Yeah, that was a that was a really fun one as well. Um, Jeff was on twice, and that was the second time he was on with Mike. I think that was Mike's first uh, appearance on the podcast, and yeah, um, they are. I don't know exactly what the brewery specials are going to be, but I do believe they're doing some Asbury Park uh, brewery beer specials, and that is going to be fun. What's your uh, favorite brand out of there? Because they just did, for all those who, who if they're like, oh, I've heard the name before, uh, they just did the Panic at the Disco Special Edition Brewery, and they did the Stone Pony Special Edition. Um, yep. 
Yeah, the 45, I think it is. The 45. I don't know what the panic one is called, but I know it's uh, 45. I think it's called pan. Pa- it's like I. P A T D like panic at the disco like it's something like with the letters of I P A and panic disco something like that, um, but uh, the Sea Dragon is my favorite um, beer by them. That is my favorite. I do like their stout, um, which I had at the uh, a little taste at the uh, the Christmas show, and I got to tell you, that is the best stout I've ever had in my life. It's really good. It's really really good. Um, but the, the blonde Dragon, is great too. I'm a, I'm a bit yeah I like all I like all their beers I the Sea Dragon I'm an IPA fan I I enjoy it and uh, I like uh, I like that one that's my fave nice cool so Taylor I, I want to wrap it up because we are here yeah. on a Saturday night and um, there's more drinking to be done or for me I'm probably gonna fall asleep is. <laughs> I'm literally dancing because I have to pee so bad, and that's what—that's okay. where I'm. So, uh, what can we expect from you as a performer uh, coming up in the uh, in the next few months? And what can we expect the future of Calling the Shots after this big show on Sunday, February third? Um, Tickets available, twelve dollars in advance, uh, fifteen dollars at the door. Uh, this is going to be our last show ever because we are going to do a ritualistic suicide, Steve and I, um, oh. together. No, no, that's not going to happen. We're, uh, I don't know. I think the, that the um, – I, I hope that things are looking up after this show. I think we just have a lot more planned as far as guests and uh, ideas that we have. And uh, we want to do some uh, live sporting event, uh, live kind of shows. We wanted to do a game from Blue Claws this year. We were going to try to do that. Um, that would be awesome. Yeah, we'd like to get a box and maybe do an episode from the box and uh, have some guests. Um, you're more than welcome to, to join. Uh, uh, Melissa Jobin better be there talking about our oh, favorite yeah. mascots. Yeah, we're gonna yeah we're gonna try to maybe find a, a day where the Philly Fanatics gonna be there. Um, and uh, yeah, it's uh, you know we have a lot of ideas. And then as far as like um, career wise, comedy ish world, uh, nothing. You know, it's 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 all about calling the shots for me right now, and you know, obviously, also my family and what have you. So <laughs> that's why calling the shots is easy for me because I'm. We typically do it from my house, and I, you know, I put a lot of work into it, but I also am home. It's it's I'm home, so it's like I don't have to travel or be away from home too long. I wait till my daughter goes to sleep to record, and it's kind of it's just easy for me uh, schedule wise. So. We'll we'll be uh, we'll just keep on trucking till people can completely stop listening. Nice. Where can uh, so where can people find Call the Shots? Like um, obviously sure. iTunes. Yeah, iTunes, um, SoundCloud, all the. I think we're on like most podcast things uh, platforms. Are you except on Spotify? For, that's the only one we're not. Spotify is so hard. You have to you have to host your podcast from. Podbean, which we don't. Um, we I think we host from SoundCloud. Um, I thought you could do it through like Libsyn or something like that. You might you might be able to, but uh, yeah, I haven't I haven't explored it that much. But I'd like to. I, I'd like to get on Spotify. But um, but yeah, we're basically besides Spotify, we're we're all over the place. But uh, yeah. Okay, yeah. cool. And where can people find you on? The, they find call the shots on social media. Uh, we are calling the shots pod on. Um, on uh, calling the shots pod on Twitter, I believe, and I believe on Instagram, we are also. Uh, I think we're calling shots pod on Instagram. Um, I could tell you 
uh, right now because I'm looking at it, calling calling the shots pod on Instagram. That's what we are on Instagram. Yeah, a lot, a lot of stuff from the show it ends up on that Instagram feed. Yeah, we put a lot of pictures from the show and uh, and our pictures pictures of us with the guests and kind of like we'll reference stuff on the show and, and like if Steve has a weird growth on his hand or something, we'll take a picture of it and put it on our Instagram and uh, it's a it's a good time. It's a party. Okay, and the most important thing is on Sunday, February third, a Super Duper Bowl. Calling the Shots podcast live during the big game, hosted by Taylor Allen, Steve Arena, of course, Krabby, the Calling the Shots podcast uh, mascot will be there. <laughs> Comedians include Andrew Gingerelli, Kate Nichols, Mike Polano, Derek D, Casey Jones, Joe Ambergio, Melissa Jobin, Ryan Berry, Ming Chen, Chris Ladondo, Dennis the Intern, Mike Zabsik, Brian Johnson, halftime performance by the Carl Malones, pregame podcast by the Simmons and Moore podcast. Of course, going to be sponsored by Buffalo Wild Wings, Asbury Park Brewery, Liquor Pickers, uh, alcohol infused uh, toothpicks, probably not their real name. Uh, Bands on a Budget, Tanteo Tequila, a shared universe podcast, um, Local Summer Co., who designed a lot of your stuff, and then uh, Spring Break Forever, I believe, is one of them. Spring Break for Life. For Life. Or yep. life, like the NWL, and of course the popbreak.com. Um, so, and Taylor, where can people, if they want to follow you on social media personally, if you want them I to? Am, I am at uh, Taylor Allen USA on, uh, I think, the Insta and the Twitter. Because Twitter he world. is all American in his Insta, and right. in his feed is always hilarious. Uh, and of course, I'm Bill Bodkin. You could follow me at Bodkin Writes on Twitter. We are at the at popbreak.com, all spelled out on Twitter, forward slash popbreak.com on facebook uh, we're at the pop break on instagram and just search pop break on youtube you'll find a ton of videos on there so this is our first uh you know decade discussion anniversary podcast uh monthly series that we're going to be doing taylor thank you so much for being uh unwittingly the first guest on this uh, <laughs> series and uh i will see you sunday and I hope all you guys go out there. Of course, this is House Independence. You go to House of the, the House Independence website, um, and you can find uh, tickets, uh, a link to all the tickets. It's a great venue, so come check it out. Come support uh, Comedy in Asbury Park and Music in Asbury Park by coming out this Sunday. Besides, it's going to be a lot more fun than watching the game. Yeah, dude. Thank you for having me. This was a lot of fun, and I enjoy talking with you. And it is going to be a lot of fun, and you should go, because why watch the Avengers trailer by yourself at home when you can watch it with a crowd of people like it was uh, like the good Lord meant it to be watched? And Jeff Bridges reprising his role as a dude. Yeah, what it, I, it's obviously going to be like... It's, it's gonna a commercial. Yeah, it's going to upset me, because it's going to be for something like that I don't want it to be for it's gonna I be want, like for like shick razors or something like that yeah well i mean if it's if it's for kalua i'm i'm fine with it it's if it's for kalua it's fine or or if it's some sort of like vodka or something or some sort of weed thing right right like you know what like that was the other thing i was thinking like since things are be- becoming like legal maybe it'll be like a weed pen or so like that's fine too if it's something like that i'm fine with it i am too all right, man. So for Taylor, it's a good Allen, place to end it. <laughs> for Taylor Allen, this is Bill Bodkin. Thanks for uh, thanks for hanging out with the podcast, and don't forget to check out Super Duper Bowl Sunday, February third, House of Independence at Asbury Park. Doors at five thirty. Uh, it's going to be a great time. Thanks, man.